2: Hello, welcome back to Ausbiz, Australia's only live streaming business markets and investment channel. Great to have your company, and particularly those who are watching us on Facebook Live and also Twitter Live. Great to have your company. Look, Ausbiz, as I said, is Australia's only live streaming business markets and investment channel. It once, after the demise of sort of Sky Business and the All Money Channel, Australia didn't have a business and markets channel anymore. So we started AusBiz in March this year to, uh, to follow the markets and investment opportunities which really count for everyone. So that's what Ozbiz is. And we kick off every afternoon here at Midday Eastern with the call. Uh, we have two experts analyzing 10 stocks that our viewers have suggested, we do that all in an hour. And uh, the gurus that we have on the panel today Adam Dawes from Shoreham Partners. Adam, welcome. Thank good you. Good to see you. Yes, thank you. And Jumbei Lu from Tribeca Capital. Jumbei, good to see you good as to see well. You. Thank you for joining us. So, two of our best on the panel today as we go through the stocks that you've sent through. But we always kick off. We're the stock of the day, a stock that I choose that's been in the news. And I thought today we'd take a look at Redbubble after reporting their full year uh, for the last 12 months, came out this morning. A $9 million loss, though way better than the near $30 million loss of a year ago. Now, Redbubble is like an online art marketplace where people buy um, T-shirts and face masks or, or art online. And it's like, uh, it's been going for a few years as a result of uh, a founder. I know lots of people are clicking into it because uh, it has shown a strong business update, highlighting a 132% year-on-year boost to revenue, coming in at $400 million, no dividend. But the online retailer introduced face masks in late April and it's already made $26 million from face mask sales alone. While not medical grade, its masks come with some quirky designs uh, found right across the site. It's a really interesting business. Jumbe, what do you think of the Red Bubble result, first of all, and also as an investment? Its share price has made enormously.
0: Well, absolutely. Like many online retailers or any business exposed to the online space, um, they have done very, very well. And uh, like many of those companies, the share price are showing the hockey stick move. Um, yeah. Look, this company is almost like Etsy, you know, which yep. is more common than everyone would know. Etsy is listed in the US and it's trading on much, much bigger multiple. So mm. if you look at comparatively, yes, this is very cheap relative to Etsy. You can still double uh, before you get to the valuation of what it should be trading at if you based on what Etsy's, um, value Wow. but the problem is this company it's not as diversified as Etsy it so it's still in its infant stage mm-hmm. of growth so so far it's doing very well so you kind of need a bit more execution uh, before we actually see that happening and at the moment also its product range is quite narrow as well so there's a bit yeah. of t-shirt there's you know face mask and all of that so um, so for that valuation to close over the over the next few years they really have to broaden out um, its product range
2: so about share price mm. in the last year Mm. From around a dollar fifty to three, three dollars sixty three is yeah. pretty incredible.
0: It's been incredible, and then the momentum is behind the business at the moment because um, absolutely, you have the online shopping is taking yeah. place, and there are more people using it. So structurally, it's definitely pulled forward a lot of demand for that type of business. Right. So I think it will do well for the short term, but it is expensive stock, and it's not making money. Um, you need that momentum to keep going. You need more product to be added to it, um, and uh, and then you need the equity market to mm-hmm. remain buoyant.
2: Would you you buy it at this
0: price? I wouldn't because it's rallied right. hard and there are so many other similar businesses that has a much more established market position. Okay.
1: Adam? Don't let a good story get in the way of the share. Fantastic run, but no, well, well commented there, I uh, Look, I think it's it's fantastic and they, they came out with their investor presentation today and I, I pulled a couple of things out that I thought was really sort of poignant to, to what this company does and, and how it is. They said online retailing grew more quickly quickly than ever. They said that 10 years of growth was achieved in three months. Wow. Right? So that's just a a parabolic move going forward. Mm -hmm. Then another thing was that the signs of the enduring structural shift in the consumer behavior. They said that they they did a survey. 60% of their buyers expected to continue that online shopping after COVID. Okay? Mm -hmm. So that's, again, is that we've all been now forced into this online business yep. or this online area.
2: And we've been educated and realized it's pretty easy. <laughs>
1: That's right. People are less afraid now to put their data on there or do their, do their online banking and all those kinds yep. of things. So that sort of uh, speed bump has been taken out. And so, yeah, I, I think it's an interesting story. I think it's an attractive e-commerce business. Um, however, I do agree. I think it's run very, very hard and it can now come back. With that face mask that you talked about, actually it gave back 1.4 million dollars back to the artists wow. now we don't have a platform these days that are really helping musicians artists now spotify you'd think that you'd get to yep. get rich out of that but you don't, don't yep. the artists don't so giving back 1.4 million dollars albeit there was a big number on the sales side of it actually gave profits or money yep. back to these artists and then that means the artists will support it again and I think it's a self-fulfilling prophecy yep. so I think it's a great story great e-commerce business but yeah I'd wait for a pullback okay to get it's back in.
2: Customers 74% in the, in the fourth quarter in three months. That's incredible. I, yeah. I think
0: this story, share price will continue to run as long as the customer usage continues to use, to go up. Yeah. You can actually get those data before company reports. So we've been actually watching the data. It's just picked up parabolically. Yeah. Um, and before the company come out with the earnings, say, actually, we're doing really well. So you right. can actually um, go to Google. The easy way is go to Google, find Google Trends of the relevant search for Red bubble. Um, and then that's somewhat correlated with actual uh, visitation and earnings. Wow, okay,
2: you can do your own research to a certain extent. (laughs) All right, that's uh, our stock of the day, uh, Redbubble. The first stock suggested by our viewers is in the travel business. It's being suggested by Martin. Thanks for that, Martin. Uh, Jumbe, uh, Martin wants a view on Hello World Travel, the uh, the big uh, retail travel chain that's like everything in travel that's been uh, smashed uh, because of the lockdowns and the lack of travel opportunities in the midst of a raise of $50 million to shore up its balance sheet. What do you think of Hello World Travel?
0: Look, it's like any other uh, uh, travel companies at the moment. It's your investment horizon. Um, You take a 12 month view or two years view because it seems like things are slowing improving compared to the previous expectations so yes. um, you know it's uh, very much leverage to that reopening trade which may takes three to six or even 12 Longer. month time yeah. so the earnings gonna yep. take two years before it go back to what it was so company is cheap uh, because it's burning cash at the moment yes. they got enough balance sheets so that's okay so um, it's going to survive. It's going to survive, same as Corporate Travel, Webjet, Qantas. They're going to survive for, yep. for until the end, end of next year, perhaps for most of those businesses. But beyond that, you know, if we have a lockdown for two years, um, none of those mm. businesses will survive. So right now, it's really about how long is your investment horizon. It's a good business, eventually will come back, but it will take two years for the earnings to go yeah. back to what it was.
2: And we had Alan Joyce from Qantas uh, this week, um, yesterday, day before, announcing their results and saying, no international flights from Qantas long haul until July next year. Mm. Mm,
0: absolutely. Because, and when you think about it, for the corporates as well, what you can't take on that kind of liability for your employee to travel. So large corporates mm-hmm. not going to travel until it's completely safe. Yeah. Um, so it will come back eventually, but it is a prolonged process. So to me, it's too early. That sector's right. too early. Okay.
2: Adam?
1: Yeah, look, too early. Um, I, I think, you know, I look at Qantas' comments yesterday as a real indicator or, or a broad market indicator on potentially how this thing is going to open up and Alan Joyce, as you say, July next year. But there was people commenting that potentially it could be up to 2024 before really anything is open fully. Blimey. Now, if we get the Australian-New Zealand bubble open, that's going to help Hello World, that's going to help our travel guys. But really at the end of the day, I think um, it's not a great investment at the moment. Um, you've got time, and I think right, that's yeah. what people don't understand sometimes. Is they look at it and they think, "Oh, price is a dollar Oh, look, it's you know fifty percent lower, or whatever, thirty eight percent lower for the year. You know all those kinds of things." But you've got time. If we're thinking July next yeah. year, you've got plenty of time. And if even if you think you're going out further for package holidays and things like right. that, you've got time. So. If you haven't got it already you've got time compared
2: compared to a flight center or webjet's different because it's it's completely online correct um but do you have a preference in that travel market if uh, in terms of what will recover quickest
1: we've got to buy on flight center and it's due to management really they are uh, probably the best i feel the best in the business in flights Now, they're obviously, their hard locations or the door, you know, the, the, the city centres and the locations are all going to struggle with that yep. as well. And they're closing lots. Of and they've, they've, they've closed a lot already yeah, and they'll continue yeah. to close. Um, they've moved into the corporate side of things as well. So that has helped them a little bit. But Flight Centre is probably my pick in that space for the management alone. And that's right.
0: it. Do
2: you have a preference?
0: Yes, I do. So for the travel space, first of all, it's too early. But for the travel space, I'm definitively is in the um, Sydney Airport right. um, because mm. it's an asset owner. It's a premium asset. Um, yes, you know, 70% of earnings international, but it will return. Sydney is a premium location. People will fly here and they will use it. So they will come back to the valuation to whatever the share price it was, right. um, and they will um, they will go higher because it is asset play. Okay. Are you taking up your rights? I already did. Yeah. Oh, okay. As institutions, yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we bid Absolutely. significantly. Right. Yeah, no, so I agree. I'm class. telling you, all,
1: all retail clients to take up their rights in, mm. in Sydney airports. Okay. There's, there's, right.
0: there's downside protection. It's not going lower. Okay. All right. Not going lower. <laughs> I'll ma- make a note of that. <laughs> g- <laughs> <world. laughs> all
2: right. Let's take a look at our second stock suggested by Julie. Fortescue, Fortescue Metals Group, the big iron ore, produced the fourth largest Iron ore producer in the world after BHP, Rio, and Vale. Um, they just recently updated their ore reserves: uh, two and a quarter billion tons of iron ore. This is Andrew Forrest um, Mining Company. He's um, going to receive. I was reading the other day. Going to receive two billion dollars in dividends just out of Fortescue uh, this year. It's extraordinary.
0: Yep. Extraordinary. That's all you need to know. The dividend yield is ten percent and they're heading to this result. Ten percent. Ten percent. And there's a possibility for a special dividend at this result. So, you know, it's well mooted, it could be up to a dollar and that's it alone is 5%, over 5%. So, you know, it's just incredible amount of cash flow. And the good thing is he's giving it back clearly for himself yeah. as well, and also the rest of the shareholder. So you, you are benefiting from that higher iron ore prices. Look, yeah. whether it sustains, um, you know, over the next 12 months, it's harder to call, but you know, right now they, they, they're they shipping it and then they're making all the money and they're yeah. returning all that cash back to shareholders.
2: Yeah, iron ore price, 125 US dollars a ton at the moment, which is amazing. Uh, Josh Ridenberg, the federal treasurer, in the federal budget, is based on the assumption of $55 US a ton. So the treasurer is really well. That's, of where that's where most
1: analysts are. That's where most analysts are at 50, 80 bucks a ton. That's where they normally Still, sit. well, no, that's that's the norm. Right. Yeah. Where the iron ore price, like oil, there's a, there has to be a level where it, it sort of sits. So iron ore at that sort of 55, 80 mark. Is right. normal now. Remember, spot price moves up and down every day, so they have to have yep. an average over the year. They have to have an average uh, price for that. Certainly, Fortescue though, yep. they've paid down debt. They've had a fantastic. They've done a fantastic job uh, in there.
2: And it's quite a simple business, isn't it? They
1: yeah. Well, it costs. Cost, just
2: dig dirt, iron ore, and ship it, it Costs it them China. thirteen
1: dollars a ton <laughs> to get out. Thirteen dollars, inclusive of dividend. Right. So they do 155 million, 180 million tonnes. You do the sums, Koshi. I'm not that smart, but you can do the sums on 100 uh, per tonne price. That's an amazing amount of money that's going through. And if you looked at March 23rd back in uh, the COVID price, Andrew Forrest was buying a truckload of Fortescue stock, right? He actually lifted up, I think he's 36% at mm. the moment, something like that. He lifted his percentage up and he supported Fortescue mm. in that March 23rd period. And as you can see, it really wasn't much of a dip at all. Yeah. My only concern with Fortescue, and this is a very, very um, long uh, long bow I'm going to draw here. China is our only customer for Fortescue. Nothing wrong with that at the moment. However, China's been playing games with our barley. China's been playing games with our alcohol, uh, talking about TWE and things like that. If they ever start to push the iron ore side of things, you watch this whole sector completely collapse because of what China will potentially... They can't afford to do that, can they? No, you're right, they can't. And that's why I'm saying it's a long bow, and I'm always cautious about things, especially when Fortescue at $18... Yeah, uh, seventeen. I'm cautious about it because we were buying it at three dollars, and all of our clients are very, very happy. Right? Yeah. They're very, very happy. Even at ten dollars, we were still buying it. It looked expensive then, but I'm just concerned that if China does want to poke right. us a little bit, and and mm. point where wine fine, barley fine, uh, international students <laughs> fine, like yeah. that, that's not a big. This is a big thing for yeah. us. So. Just be a little bit careful if you're buying it up here. I still feel it's a buy. I still think okay. that this thing can continue on as long as the iron ore price stays high.
0: Is yeah. it a buy
2: for you, Jumba?
0: Uh, it's a buy for me, yeah. Okay. I absolutely ahead of the result, which is Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, it's yeah. It's just, yeah. um, and I think you know that political risk is certainly there. Um, but one thing does, Go. What well, is going for them at the moment is because the supply. The reason price is so high is because the supply is disrupted. Yeah. So China, Correct. you know, Brazil. You can't buy from Brazil at the yeah. moment. They've got other issues, the disruption. Yeah. So all the COVID issues. The COVID in issue. That's yeah. right. That's why the prices. Is, it is where yeah. it is. So. Even
2: back at a hundred, it's still pretty attractive. If you dig it oh. out for thirteen dollars a ton. <laughs> yeah. Um, just to give you an idea, when China put the ban on barley, and it made all of those headlines, I did some research, and the annual exports of Australian barley to China equaled three days of exports of iron (laughs) ore. Puts it in a bit of perspective, doesn't it? Mm. All right, so uh, a buy there on Fortescue, even around the $18, Julie. Thank you for the suggestion. Uh, Alexander wants a view, Adam, on AFT Pharmaceuticals. Uh, The company has uh, uh, a range of pharmaceutical uh, brands that that it puts out, it's duly listed. Uh, in the U.S. Has, or it's got a, a major shareholder in the U.S. doesn't who's been selling out of its stake in AFT Pharmaceuticals. Um, what do you think of it?
1: Look, this is a little bit of a tough one for me. I really don't follow this one. So I'm, I'm not going to get too sort of uh, brought down. Maybe Jimbae, you know a little bit more about this one. Um, look, I, I think um, at, with AFT and, and a lot of these businesses, you just need to be careful about how um, they're perceived in the market. This one doesn't really get a lot of attention. So right. I'd just be a little bit cautious. It is a little bit thinly traded as well. So again, I'd be a little bit cautious. And you can and, s-
2: and you look at those blocks on the chart, that means there's not much trading, is there? That's right. What so do you call them? Lobster pots. Easy ca- to get in, hard to get out. Sometimes, yeah. That's yep.
1: exactly what they are. They're lobster pots. So, um, you know, I, I think if you could look at this and, and, and it looks like it only listed, this year. So um, it's probably getting a little bit less um, of attention or could get a little bit more attention from markets. Um, So yeah, I I think for me, no, is is one I need to see more runs on the board. I need to see some more results. And um, it's just not one that I look at really.
2: And and you almost think that it listed so this big US investor could get out of it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right, liquidity right. event. Uh, for yeah, them. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Jim what do you think of AFT? Uh,
0: I'm kind of with Adam there. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, I absolutely agree. Um, you know, I, I don't follow this company as much, but when I go through the business, have a look at it. Um, it's pharmaceutical, operates in some of the most um, competitive mm-hmm. space, um, the hormone replacement therapy and the like it sounds great you know initially it would do well as they sign up a few distributor but it is extremely competitive and to make margin off those products um, you know to sustain that margin is generally very difficult so um, you know it just listed so potentially there's a whole pipeline that's coming um, but being so small it's generally will take a very long time before you actually get to that sort of scale um, right. to 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 really see the benefit of it so it's too early stage Right.
2: Get, give it time to uh, to develop and get some runs on the board mm, at that's the right. moment, which is always a good um, uh, good suggestion from a lot of our experts here on the call. Um, always say, yes, new companies are great when they float uh, and they've, they've really sold the market a story, but you've got to wait a year or two to see whether they can deliver that story on mm. whether it becomes a good investment or not and um, next stock has been suggested by Jacob Jumba and it is uh, net wealth the, um, the investment funds management platform uh, Been a bit of a darling of uh, the market over over recent times and uh, the group says funds under management have grown 85 um, uh, percent to 7.3 billion dollars and um, its share price has been on a bit of a run what do you think of net wealth it's a funds management platform or investing platform, isn't it?
0: Mm, that's right. So um, essentially, it's a platform that's been taking share from the traditional managers, such as A.M.P. Um, and a couple of those names, and it's been shifting back into the platform where the advisors, individuals, can start using them. Wow. Um, and it's been taking share. Um, this one and Hub and a couple of other little names has been taking share, significant mm. share from um, you know the traditional area of um, uh, of where where the you know where the money normally goes. Um, right. So it's done very well. Um, Look, there was a bit of concern over the last few years is about that cash margin. So, because a portion of their clients has, uh, you know, have portion in the cash, and then they charge a margin over it. And wow. it used to be a very big p- component um, of their earnings and hub and the others right. now over time it does seems that because the rest of the business and then amount of flow they're getting into their platform it's really at some point those become a smaller part of the business yeah. um, and because momentum is so strong because of the Royal Commission because of all these structural challenges for those big businesses and right. the banks getting out of the wealth business they are in the sweet spot really right. um, we like the business it's had a great run um, perhaps you can find a better entry point but I will definitely be a holder of this business
2: Okay, so I hold and wait for any pullback if you if Absolutely, you're going
1: to buy. It. Yeah. Okay, Adam. Yeah, net wealth, great little business, and it's a buy from me. So right. there's 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 two buys there for you. Um, I think really um, what you need to be concerned uh, around, or the risks that are concerned with net wealth, is obviously ones a fund under administration. That is always that you needs to be moving higher. So that yep. that that's the first thing. And they did move higher in the last half on that one as well. Um, the second one is that there's always been this little thing, and, and, and NetWealth don't do it, but a lot of these other platforms do do it, is that from a technical side of thing when you're a broker, you're able to net off trades. In other words, you're able to, able to sell a stock and then buy another stock on the day. However, a lot of platforms don't allow you to do that. They only allow you to sell, and then you have to wait another day to do the buy. So in other words, oh. it's quite tricky because then they keep all the cash, in the cash management account is what you're talking about that cash management sitting there for an extra day right which then buffers everything right Mm -hmm. and so they can do it but netwealth doesn't do that they're allowed that contra selling so i Mm -hmm. think those kinds of things are great for us as brokers or people who look to invest for clients yeah but they're pretty cheeky on some of these other platforms as well to hold that cash for another day which just sort of keeps everything nice so they're the kind of little things that you sort of don't yeah. really see in the marketplace or so you don't see what's going on. But I think NetWealth have done a fantastic job of uh, disrupting the overall traditional bank platform or these kinds right. of things. They're that
2: financial planners invest in 100%. and brokers trade through and things 100%. like that. So they're disrupting that area. Jumbe also um, um, sort of covered or mentioned in passing... Because there are a few in this area, yep. are they? Yep. Uh, Hub Twenty Four yeah. is, yep. is another one. Premium, is, yeah, is, is NetWealth Wealth uh, the preferred in that sector?
1: Uh, I, I, interesting enough, I, I say premium is is one that's uh, they've just taken over Power App, which is another smaller platform. So there right. is going to be some consolidation in this yeah. space. Uh, Netwealth and Harbour, the big two boys in the room, as it were. Yeah. Uh, North is is not uh, tradable. BT, Panorama, that's all not tradable. So they are the two biggest ones. I think if you're looking for a trade, I think Premium PPS is a trade, and there will be some consolidation in that smaller mm-hmm. space. So uh, there's another one, Explore. So there's a fair few on the market. Um, Net wealth is your biggest one, but uh, for something for a little bit more spice premium is the one that we've got to buy on.
0: Yeah, I probably think the hub, I tend to go slightly larger names. So um, the hub uh, has underperformed in net wealth um, quite a bit in the last two months, um, mainly because it's not in the index. Now index provides liquidity to a lot of stocks. So when managers buy things, they tend to buy the big liquid name, slightly liquid name, which is uh, net wealth. So um, normally they trade uh, together. So there's a fair bit of um, close to 20 to 30% difference differential between them. so, Harper probably is a better player.
2: Right. At this point. Okay. Mm. All right. Thank you for that uh, suggestion, Jacob. Really good analysis of yes. net wealth and the uh, sector there. Our fifth stock has been suggested by Sam, and it is Zip. Used to be the old Zip money, and uh, uh, in that buy now, pay later. Tell me what you think about it, Cushing. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, no. I sold well, out of Zip in my little super fund <laughs> <laughs> ages ago. and I, It's one of those stocks that I've seen kept. Climbing and climbing, and I hate it because I sold way too early. But uh, zip in that buy now, pay later space, but also a lot of other retail financial solutions. Uh, they added 197,000 new active customers in the last quarter, um, and um, certainly has been uh, the transactions have been going up. Revenues up about 91% on uh, financial year 19. So. Uh, Jumbe, what do you think of Zip? It's almost seen as a um, a baby afterpay, is it?
0: Mm, absolutely. Baby afterpay, but much, much smaller in terms of market cap. Yeah. Um, and it's well on track to achieve some of those growth numbers now that it's got a proper presence um, after they acquired Cooplay yeah. um, in the US. Now, um, the share price actually underperformed afterpay in the last two months, mm-hmm. partly because afterpay is the big market leader. So money just pouring into it now. It's almost the what? top 20... Stop! Got above
2: eighty bucks the other day. That's <laughs> right. What's well, going to a hundred? Yeah, it's going to a hundred. Heard that here too. Wow. Yeah. Ma- might be there
0: next month, but it's going to hundred. But market leader when it goes strong, so you go down the chain, you know. Yeah. So uh, as long as they have enough earnings momentum. Now Zip is the one's a little bit forgotten. Um, they had an update after they purchased the business. They had an update showing domestic business showing incredible amount of uh, growth. Uh, whereas afterpay is more US growth because domestic yeah. is quite well penetrated. Um, but there was a bit of question mark over the uh, acquisition and you know the core pay why is a little bit slow. Yeah. But what it was was uh, when they purchased the business. It was COVID. When COVID took place, nobody knew how the world might respond. So okay. you know the the, the seller, uh, well, the owner over there sort of ramped down the um, the momentum a little bit when the transaction was going through. But since then, the last six weeks of um, of June, well, now let's so May and June, you actually see that momentum started mm. picking up mm. significantly. So we're waiting for the result next week, and you should see the momentum picking up again um, in that U.S. Right. business quite meaningfully. And also the deal will close, um, uh, in terms of acquisition, the deal will close in two weeks and the company will talk more about its strategy with Quoplay. You know, um, Afterpay talk about its U.S. business strategy all the time, yeah. and this one haven't because they haven't closed the deal. Right. So it's closing next, next end so of this month. So they got it
2: cheaper, didn't they? Actually, they That's renegotiated right. the price down because they, they concluded negotiations when the whole world was falling apart.
0: Yeah, so they got really, really good deal. Um, And if the momentum is very strong, um, it's, I think your catalyst is coming in the next week. The result and also closing of deal. Okay. The company will talk a lot more about it. Okay. It's so absolutely I'll, a buy for me. A buy
2: at these levels uh, ahead of the earnings result. Ahead of the result
0: um, and also um, the, the, another thing on valuation is significantly cheaper than afterpay now. So short because part of the business is the traditional lending business, but now the big part of business is yeah. afterpay. Okay. So um, you know you will see that re-rate take place. Okay. Adam?
1: Some of the excuses that they said to us when uh, for the QuadPay acquisition was that QuadPay had to take their eye off the ball because they were doing these or selling themselves or basically putting it out for a beauty parade so they took their eye off the ball a little bit. I found that a little bit tough to sort of swallow because I know that QuadPay should really be firing on all 20 cylinders and then also then trying to sell the business as well so I'm a little bit cautious, it's a buy, no doubt about it, it's right. a buy. I've got a lot of clients and we've done very, very well out of it so it's a buy. Um, I was a little bit concerned about that uh, that quad pay side of things because it is their growth strategy going forward. However, on the telephone call that we we chatted to Larry a couple of weeks ago, and basically said, "So what are the numbers you're looking at? What are the numbers you're thinking this quad pay is going to give? Yeah. You know, double digit growth?" They laughed at us. They said it's it's triple digit growth going forward for the next for so many foreseeable years. Wow. And We were like, "Right, okay, yeah. this is it. We're buying more." So. Wow. Larry the,
2: Diamond is the founder of Zipper. Yep. Sorry, yes, yep, yes. Yep.
1: Um, so um, for us, that was the, the the call for us to buy more. I think right. it's going to be a great trade if you wanted for clients that are looking to trade to uh, for this result into this result. Um, and as always, even with afterpay, um, it's buy on rumor, sell on fact. So the afterpay was a little bit weaker on the actual result right. day. So you know you would probably buy in for before the result. You could sell it or then maintain it because I think it's a long term hold for us.
2: Mm. Okay. All right. Yeah. So. Uh, so we've got Afterpay, Zip could go from being the, uh, the baby Afterpay to the brother and sister of Afterpay. That's right. Uh, Sezzle's the other one. There's another
0: one, that's right. Yeah. That's, that's another cheaper one. It's re-rated, but still cheaper than the likes of Afterpay.
2: Yeah, yeah. OpenPay, Open pay.
0: you've got right.
1: plenty. And then there's another IPO that we got coming up, Zbit. Ah. And then there's uh, LoanPay or uh, there's another oh, yeah. one. Right I heard there. there's another
0: one. There's another one for art. Um, it's coming for art, you know, you, uh, right. buy now, pay later for art. There you go. It's a new one that's coming out. So yeah, they're it's all coming okay. out. So be okay. careful. Right. No, don't go into all of them. Yeah. No,
1: no, no. Yeah. no. Market right.
0: leaders,
2: yeah. Stick with the market leaders at the moment. All right, let's just recap. Uh, we're halfway through the uh, uh, the call at the moment. Stock of the day, uh, Red Bubble. Uh, a no from both Jumba and Adam because it's just had a massive run. It's still making losses. Uh, hello world, a no, but uh, you've got plenty of time before travel stocks turn around. If you, if you want to get set in that travel uh, business, um, Adam uh, prefers well, White Centre yeah. to Hello World and Jumbe uh, prefers Sydney Airport. Uh, Fortescue Mining, uh, a yes uh, from both of them. Extraordinary business. Um, AFT Pharmaceuticals, no. Uh, Net Wealth, a yes from Adam. Uh, it's a hold from Jumbe and uh, both of them really like Zip. Now, here on the call, uh, we have our own fantasy portfolio that be, we've been tracking since July 1. All the stocks that, no get, pressure. that get two ticks, two <laughs> thumbs up. Uh, that is a, a unanimous buy from our, our panel. Today it's Fortescue and Zip will be adding to it. Um, we've been putting into a, a little slight <laughs> like super coach for investing into a fantasy portfolio. And uh, let's see how it's been going. Uh, for the last week, it's up uh, 3.3%. For the month, it's up six and quarter percent And for the full year today, up almost 9%. Now, uh, taking a look at the companies we've added to the portfolio recently, uh, we've added Cochlear, Accent Group, EML Payments this week, and uh, BetaShares, Tech Tigers, ETF, Regis Resources, added earlier in August. And um, we go back through the portfolio uh, on a regular basis and those in the portfolio, we put to, um, uh, we update with our expert panel and if they don't unanimously agree, we kick it out. So it's a way of just showing viewers and investors that you've got to keep on top of your stocks all the time. That Times change, you have got to sell some to take a profit as well. Yeah. That's what investing is all about. Now you can check all of the stocks we have in the calls portfolio by heading to ausbiz.co forward slash portfolio. We'll be updating it every day here on the call to see how it's tracking. Now, look, just before we head to a very short break, uh, get the latest from our team straight into your inbox, signing up for the COB, Close of Business, the stuff you need to know about the day in business finance and startups. You can subscribe to that at ausbiz.co slash join and we'll have it in your inbox. 5.30 Eastern, Monday to Friday, and get the latest from Scuddy and Nadine. And if you missed any of today's show and you want to catch up on the rest of the day's news, views and executive insights, don't forget to download our app where you can tag the companies on your watch list and then you'll be notified when they get a mention. It's all available on the iOS app store. And welcome back to Wasbiz and The Call, Australia's only live streaming business markets and investment channel. And The Call is on every Monday to Friday at midday Australian Eastern Standard Time. We analyse 10 stocks that you've suggested as viewers and we put them to two of our experts. And Adam uh, Adam Shaw from... Um, Adam Dawes, he's Shure. not the shore he should be the shore. <laughs> right. Adam Dawes from Shore & Partners was. is with us <laughs> and Jumbei Lu from Tribeca Capital. Let's get stuck into our um, next five stocks for the call. And uh, Peter wants a view Jumbe on Ordinate Group. Uh, this is just a fascinating business because they've developed a technology that um, matches video with the audio that when you're on a... Uh, a Skype call or whatever, uh, Audinate is the, the global standard to make sure the uh, the audio and the vision uh, syncs up. It's a it's a great little invention. It's called Dante.
0: It's incredible business. Um, I'm surprised why hasn't earnings and share price done better. Because the idea of it is great. It's global leader in that audio, uh, professional audio sort of uh, system um, yep. space. And all the largest companies, OEMs, they all use Audinate. Mm. And uh, compared to its next uh, competitor, it's eight times larger. So wow. and it's been doing. Uh, well, in terms of uh, uh, access to those large clients, they're there. So, but the, I think the issue is they are very ex- heavily exposed to uh, CapEx fans, so building new stadium you know building new school hall and you know that sort of capex no. because that's when people call in the professionals install all the audio sound the the video yep. that's right and their one is a wireless so it's actually much more new tech and and because you know you're installing Yamaha across all everything and then they will have these guys installed inside their tech uh, their thing so you know with so they're very exposed to the capex cycle and in the last year or well, last year or a little bit so it's been a little bit tough Um, Mm. you know, in terms of the capex cycle, because once they sell it, it's done. You know, you need to find another new project to sell it again. Um, In the next year or so, it will look pretty tough because COVID has stopped everything. Everyone's cutting back on capex. Um, But over the long term, I really think this business looks very interesting. It could be the next Appen, you know, in its space. Um, Mm. And uh, and it just, it's heavily endorsed by its clients. So, Mm. you know, you do feel that it is something for a much longer play, but you know, perhaps you'll have better, um, you know, entry points in the next 12 months because capex is pretty tough, earnings are okay. going higher.
2: So good business, tough market, wait for a pullback. It's Adam. a buy from me. Right, um,
1: okay. we, we, um, we've we had a buy for, since we, we started covering this one uh, pre or at IPO or post IPO. Okay. So
2: so why is it stalled then? Yeah, there's, there's a couple of reasons why.
1: Um, first of all, um, the reason is, and we sold a lot of our clients that I sound like i uh, We did quite well, which we did. But anyway, we sold quite a lot of clients out at 850 just before the result and just before really COVID hit uh, around that sort of the start of the year due to the fact that there's a couple of things. But due to the fact is that all of their supply comes from China. And they've got three major suppliers all coming out of China and basically as we started hearing about Apple um, having to delay products coming out because China wasn't able to produce those products we knew exactly the issue that was happening with Ordinate is because they've only got three suppliers and they all come out of China now they've tried to diversify that supply uh, chain and get that moving out but China does it so cheaply so they need to have that the second thing is, is on that festival side of things, um, there aren't um, the sound equipment that they use, and they do these big stadiums and all this kind of stuff. No one's doing it anymore. No one's going to these festivals. No one's going to these rock concerts, those kinds of things. Right. And so revenue has started to fall again on there. So there's two reasons why the stock has languished and has done a uh, uh, pretty bad. The market that they've got is absolutely huge because basically what you do with audio it ha- and from 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 day dot is an audio cable that basically goes from an amplifier to a speaker. Yep. That's, what, that's, that's the old way, so that's the audio cables. They take out that audio cable and put it on Wi-Fi and make it digital. Right. So their, their way to do that is across train stations, I mean, schools, conferences, all of these things that have got this old technology, they move in and they disrupt that. Right. Yamaha is a, a substantial shareholder. shareholder in there, so they believe in this product and they believe what they do. I think it's a buy. The, the, the issue is going to be that supply chain, but it is also going to be that COVID thing. That COVID thing we talk about yeah. every <laughs> second sentence, but that COVID is going to be an issue for them. And, and, and once that the world starts to open up again, absolutely this one is a, is a screaming buy and they will do very well. They're very conservative on, what they, on their costing and how they do things. Um, it's just gonna take some time.
2: Okay, so you're not gonna get big gains quickly? Yeah, one, I mean, uh, you, you buy things
1: like this like drawer. Sydney airports. Nobody wants these things at the moment. Yep. Nobody wants them. So yep. you buy them now. These are the kind of times that you buy them, okay. put them in the bottom drawer, and then you wait. So it's
2: still a great stock? Uh,
1: yeah, I do. I think it's right. a great stock. Okay, okay. Absolutely.
2: All right. Uh, thank you for that, uh, Peter, for bringing up Ordinate, But uh, I love it because everyone keeps saying, oh, we're, we're, we're not a knowledgeable com- uh, country and you get stocks like this, mm. homegrown yeah. world beaters. They're doing such yeah. a great job yeah. and got to support them. And uh, next stock is suggested by Scott Adam. This is uh, Iris, technology company in the financial services industry right across Asia Pacific, North America, uh, more than 9,000 businesses. Use their um, use their software. Uh, Five hundred thousand users uh, globally. It's sort of a um, it's a, a trading financial markets uh, yeah. platform, isn't it? And and we use a lot of their their data here on Auspice. Well, today. I won't say anything bad about it. Yeah. then. <laughs> uh, so no, uh, as an investment? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: look, um, I, we, I use Iris every day as well. It's our it's yeah. our planning platform trading platform, Platform, Um, you know, for for us, we're really comfortable with Iris as a business. They are the market leaders here in Australia, and then they basically then had to go overseas to To try try. and grow. And this is where the problems have started to happen for them in the UK, some of the acquisitions that they made, and those kinds of things. So I think it's a little bit of a slow moving beast at the moment. And um, they they did see some good revenue numbers uh, coming out, sort of 12% surge in group revenue as well. But um, they did see that headline number uh, was about 14%, I think, drop in net profit. So um, it, it's tough. Um, I think the losses that they've occurred in sort of inquiring these businesses, and this is the problem. You're in Australia, you're the biggest, you're the baddest, you move into Xplan, which is uh, a financial planning software, they yep. corner that market, and then all of a sudden, they start to try to do these uh, acquisitions, like the banks have and these kinds of things, and that's where it's, it's really troubled. They've, 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 they've uh, tripped up a little bit. For me, it's a hold. I think it's a great business here in Australia, but I'm not a huge fan uh, of, of their acquisition strategy going overseas, so it would be something that I would wait and wait see. Wait and see, yeah.
2: okay. Jumbo?
0: Uh, it's a sell for me. Uh, yeah. Look, it's... You know, it's a relative game so you know I can see capital should be p- play something else that will offer similar sort of exposure now this one business mature it's trying to buy all these things and you know not many of them has paid off there's yeah. been many issues company hasn't grown earnings for seven years and um, now they just made another acquisition you know hope is that it will grow but you know, they haven't really certainly demonstrated the, the ability to, to see that through. Yep. So, um, you know, the company is not cheap. Um, and, um, you know, for earnings that's kind of flattish or, um, you know, potentially or well, constantly getting downgraded, it's just not a good place for my capital.
2: Right, okay. Mm. All right, so uh, uh, a no from Iris from uh, Jumbay, and uh, for Adam, a hold there. And uh, next stop, uh, Alexander. Has uh, wants a view on Frontier Digital Ventures. Now, we all know CarSales.com, Seek.com, uh, REA, the the property, all these online uh, digital classified platforms uh, here in Australia that have gone great guns, real market darlings. Frontier Digital tries to do that in developing economies, don't they, Uh, throughout Asia. uh, They sold the equivalent of REA in Vietnam, a version of that just a couple of months ago. Um, They're in 14 markets at the moment, trying to do these online classified businesses. Uh, Jumbe, are they doing it well?
0: Uh, Look, it's (laughs) It's it's, a a really exciting idea, Uh, you know, I like the idea of it and it depends on how much risk you want to take. Um, You know, when you invest with the seek or the car sales and, you know, uh, REA, they also go to those markets and they look right. for things that can replicate their business model. And quite frankly, so far the hit rate is probably 50-50. Some of right. it failed and some of them doing okay. Yeah. Um, so it was still waiting to be seen. So it's not easy going to those frontier markets or emerging markets to try to replicate because these markets inherently are different mm. from our yeah. established market. Okay. And those businesses perhaps not even making enough cash flow to justify um, you know, whatever the valuation should be. So it's high risk proposition. Uh, it will do well when uh, overall, you know, tech bubble or well, tech bubble, let's not call it bubble. <laughs> the tech valuation is high um, yes. simply because, you know, uh, there's a lot of demand for those assets, but there's, a, you know, we just don't know how well they will track because we are not there. So it comes down to the management team um, and their relevant experience in those markets. To me, it's too high risk. Right. Uh, much rather invest with the likes of big classifieds over here and leverage off their knowledge of going overseas. Right. seek is okay. in China.
2: Right, six in China. You've got car sales in, in Korea, in Korea and Mexico, and things That's right. like that. So you'd yeah. rather stick with them That's for right. overseas expansion.
0: And if you think about how many years you've taken those companies to finally build those um, uh, offshore market business to scale, it took many years. At least five years. Seek was something like seven, ten years yeah. uh, for them to really get to scale and get that momentum. It's not easy to yeah. replicate that.
1: Okay. Adam? So, with a lot of their, their book that they've got is in that uh, car set of vertical that they, that they do. Yeah. And, and obviously, each country is very, very different. And there's political risk a lot of the time as well. And I'm sort of really cautious. I've been burnt too many times by going into stocks that I don't understand the political risk of the country. Now, yeah. Mining is very, very different to an online ads business. So, yeah. you know, you need to be very, very careful. The other side of this what FDV or Frontier Digital Ventures do is they look to then build this business up and then sell it and move right. it on. So yeah. they can then move to something else. And they did that quite successfully with a small business called Propsy, where yeah. they are able to sell that and, and, and move some move some cash back to shareholders and those kinds of things. So I think the the idea is great. Um, I'm with Jumbo. I think you, you stay in the bigger end of town. Um, obviously, this has a, a small cap view, and if you thought about that view, and you know, in Vietnam they probably don't like cars as much as they like scooters. So there's yeah, a whole exactly. sort of different way of, of selling these things. But really, it's a it's a website that, that you know you can put eyes on and people on. So. You know, a couple of years ago you would have said or I mean more than years ago you would have said that the internet hasn't really reached a lot of these areas. That has now and mobile technology is through everything. Yep. So it, it is going to be a way for them to do it. But for me, uh, car sales or REA really is is, is the best if you're gonna go onto that online classified side of things. Okay. So it's a no from
2: me. All right, mm. so of, of the big three, is, do you have a preference, REA, yeah, REA. Seek yeah. or, or car sales?
0: Car sale REA has very good earnings momentum at the moment. Seek has been sold down significantly. So yeah. now this is a quality company. It's really tough at the moment. Job, you know, job seeker is pretty tough during yeah. the COVID times. Um, and China, of course, there's a bit of disruption there. So. Um, If you want a bit more uplift in the next 12, 18 months, this one will probably give you a bit more return. Yeah, but the earnings is not great at the moment because of the disruption. Yeah. Mm. Okay.
2: All right. Let's uh, take a look at our next stock. Um, Asking for opinion from Roy. Good old ANZ Bank, one of our big four banks. Um, It has paid a fully frank dividend uh, after delaying it for a while. It's um, the dividend is down a bit um, after Westpac. Uh, Bendigo and Adelaide Bank said they wouldn't pay a dividend, um, ANZ have said uh, the dividend will be 25 cents a share, 70% lower than last year, but the, the regulator has put a limit on how much banks can, can actually pay out. Um, what do you reckon of ANZ, Jumbo?
0: I think banks are just not very exciting space to be. <laughs> um, it's uh, look, uh, you know, it's it's important to hold something in the portfolio, like it's some exciting stuff and some boring stuff. But the problem with banks is they're so heavily leveraged to our economic cycle. Aside from the structural pressure that they w- they will face um, yeah. after the royal commission, so um, the earnings not going to grow even if we assume the earning, uh, the economic cycle to to come back to normal levels. Right. Earnings not going to grow. It will give you some dividend, yes. Um, but you're looking at about 5 6% dividend with the earning potentially not growing at best uh, or going backwards. Yeah. Um, and uh, and those businesses are constantly yeah. challenged by those fintech. The reason we have such a big fintech and successful fintech industry yeah. is because our banks are challenged, structurally challenged, and they yeah. they, they just don't have enough resources to invest and in, innovate in those small space. They've gone too big. so. It's, it's structurally challenged. It's good for dividend for the for the next 12, 18 months. Um, but look, if our economy is going through rough patches, these banks are not going to stay where it is in right. terms of share price. So Okay. Um, so that's your view on
2: all of the big four?
0: All the big four. Oh, I think okay. they're all very challenging. Uh, look, but would I say it's a sell? It's probably a hold. Um, mm. But if I have something else to buy, this is my funding source.
1: Okay. Yeah, we, we, we should all really put the big four in, in together when we talk yeah. about the banks because they all pretty much mirror each other. They've all got their own nuances. Um, I, I think where we saw uh, ANZ, but also Westpac's result, I think it was yesterday or yeah. the day before? Uh, so yeah. Sometime week. this week. Yeah, last Quarterly update. Yeah, the quarterly. There's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> too many going <laughs> too on. Many going on. <laughs> um, they talked about providing more provisions for home loan deferrals. And I think yeah. this is a really key issue that we've sort of mm. got to watch uh, going forward because home loans are pretty much the the cash cow for a lot of these banks, they, they yeah. really do that. And well,
2: ANZ topped up its bad debt provision by 500 million. There so, you go. Yeah. So,
1: and, and all of the banks are going to continue to have to provision for that, right. which means their, their capital tier one ratio is going to get squeezed a little bit and net interest margins going to get squeezed. So all of this stuff, I think ANZ's tier one ratio is about 11%, which is standard, which is okay. Um, But that overall deferrals for home loans, I think it's about 84,000 home loan deferrals at the moment. It's about 9% of the population. Um, And then more and more are moving from that deferral to hardship provisions. And that's where the banks really need to manage how they're going to deal with these home loans. So they've got a lot of people on the phones trying to work with their customers to try and see if they can pay their loans back and make sure that they're doing that. But as that deferral, that home loan deferral number starts to creep up, that's when we need to be careful about the banks. I think the banks are overall a good investment for the longer term, albeit the dividends have been pulled back. You know, they will do OK. It's just going to take some time. Right. It's a hold. Okay, all
0: right. Actually, that deferral is a very interesting point. That's, that actually shows uh, our economic recovery is very fragile. Yep. You know, a lot of people are not paying their mortgages, mm. um, you know, and they deferred. And same as the rent and everything, no one's paying for that. And then we've got all the government support with JobKeepers are there. So yeah. we actually don't know what it might look like once that comes mm. off. In UK, the example, the experience being that uh, a lot of those mortgage deferral, um, when, people, uh, when that expired three months later, people reapply, 70% was knocked back. Oh. So, right, right. so in here, right. we might start seeing that. So when people, you know, pass that period, mm-hmm. they go, okay, I still can't afford it. And bank may not let them. Okay. Um, yeah. All right, but
2: a lot of people invest in the big four banks because they want a dividend. They want yield. They mm. want an income return on their money. Correct. So if you can't trust the big four banks, who do you go to?
0: Oh, there's plenty of yields around um, right. in terms of dividend. Uh, yeah. Fortescue, we just talked about, well, yeah. get the dividend and can sell it. West Farmers, <laughs> right. um, West Farmers um, you know, that,
1: that kind of thing, Woolworths, yeah. Coles. Right. There's mm. some decent Amcor, there's some really good dividends out there. Mm. I don't know if it's about trust. I think it's it, it's about it's right. And even through the GFC, we saw the banks pull back their dividends. I didn't yeah. think they went to zero, though. That's the issue this They're time around. Yeah. The yeah. banks did pull their dividends. And I think that's right. They need to preserve capital. They need yeah. to keep the, the coffers full. But I thought after the GFC, we'd, we'd, the, the regulator, APRA, had just beaten them down so hard that they mm. couldn't take any risk, so they yeah. can't grow. And we're in this situation now where they're not allowed to take on any more risk and they, they just need to, they can't grow. So the banks need to grow. They need yep. to be able to move forward. And that's, that's the tough bit. Um, the dividends will come back. There, yep. There's no doubt about it. They will come back. It's just going to be a little bit tough for the next couple, okay. of couple of years.
2: And as Jumbo was saying, plenty of alternatives and Adam as well. So if you're after dividends, you go to groups like Shore and Partners and Tribeca and, and they Absolutely. have plenty there. Perfect, well give buy. thanks for you Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's what, that's why we get them in here on the call because uh, you know there are a lot of options available for any type of investor. Um, and your best advice is to get good advice. Um, all right, our, our final suggestion comes from Georgie. Um, it's an ETF, Exchange Traded Fund, in physical gold. Now the gold price, holy dooly, has that been on a, on a run for the, uh, for the last couple of months? Um, this ETF actually uh, invests in physical bullion that's held by JP Morgan Chase Bank in in London so actually do buy the physical by by the sound of it there are lots of different gold ETS but what do you think of this one jump
0: <laughs> look it gives you uh, you know exposure to gold prices if oh. um, I ask my gold analyst he's like oh absolutely got to load up with gold in the portfolio <laughs> um, he himself actually invests in the physical gold which he carries in and put in some you know safety deposit wow. play a box yeah See, um, that's hard. this is much easier uh, clearly yes. if mm. you want exposure to gold. I always believe when you run a portfolio. Perform- this is the
2: purest Pure, exposure. That's right. right. That's, right. Um, this particular idea. that's
0: yeah. right. They do charge you a fee but which is you know make it easier so one or two percent uh, so uh, they charge a fee but look it gives you the direct exposure without the exposure to the gold company's uh, risk, risk premium right. because gold companies are very very volatile. In the risk of when something goes wrong in the equity market um, this will hold up because right. it's gold, physical gold, whereas the gold companies will collapse. Right. So, you know, this gives you purest exposure. And in my view of portfolio, you always want to hold some gold, right. you know, some gold, some growth company, some defensive company and some income company. Right. So it's, it's, it's just a nice um, thing that you can put it together so you're more diversified.
2: So as part of that gold exposure, would you hold um, this
0: ETF? I think it looks pretty pure. Um, right. For me, as an institutional investor, I I can't invest in ETF. I buy right. gold companies. Right. So within the gold space, you know, I I think you know the larger the majors such as um, you know Newcrest actually underperform the others. Mm. Maybe represent a good, pretty good opportunity right. at the moment. Okay. Yeah. All right,
2: Adam.
1: So, so let's put that in the uh, physio, uh, in the pseudo portfolio. Right. I think gold is. I mean. I don't know, you, we, you have to get two yeses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's a yes for me. I think the portfolio will do very, very well if it has the pure gold exposure so in there. It.
2: So has it, has it run?
1: Though? Yes. Where do you see yeah. the
2: gold price? Like it's well, $2,000 US dollars yep. an ounce, almost 3000 Australian dollars yep. yeah. an ounce. Has it got more to go?
1: Yes, absolutely. So gold is obviously seen as a defensive. It's not defensive, it's more speculative now. Yeah. 30 years ago it was it's a... It's
2: seen as a safe haven in... in if, the global commodity
1: collapse, but it's more speculative now because of ETFs. Right, sorry, ETF providers, but um, <laughs> it is that sort of speculation that they move on, and they, and physical, the buying of physical gold is done a lot by contracts, and so right. it does um, churn up the price as well as then bring it off as well, and so, because ETFs also buy into indexes and out of indexes, that does move uh, prices around. So. The G-O-L-D one is a fantastic product because it is the commodity. You don't take the risk of the company that sits on top of that. It's one-tenth of an ounce. So remember that. So when you're looking at the gold price, you're actually buying one-tenth of an ounce. You're not buying a full ounce. Uh, and that's why it's sort of sitting at 200 or 253, 253 at yeah. the moment. So it has come back. The gold price has come, hit, hit, I think, 2030 yeah. US, yeah. and then has come back down to 1,900. We see that as a good support level. Um, we have been buying gold for the last three or four years, every client of mine has had 5% position in gold in this GOLD. Okay. And they've done very, very well out of it Ah. because it is part of a defensive portfolio that you were talking about. You need some income, you need some growth. You need that. It is a nice part of the portfolio that we do. We also do invest in gold companies because we do like the way and what it costs them to get out of the ground to what it, you know what the price is at the moment. It makes sense. So Newcrest is a great one. Evolution and Northern Star, mm. all reported. They all right. beat pretty mm. much across the board. Mm. And Newcrest has underperformed. And then you've got some smaller ones, the Capricorns and things like that it, that are in this market. So it's a, it's a, it's a big market. But as far as GOLD, it's a buy because mm. I do feel okay. that it is going to continue to run for the for the foreseeable future like, okay uh, yeah i don't see it falling away
2: all right let's recap our uh final five stocks and, and including an etf uh ordinate a yes from adam the no from Jumba, puts it out of our uh the core portfolio Sadly. Oh, feel bad? <laughs> 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 no that's what it's all about because fortunes change in companies so it's great iris a hole from adam a no from uh Jumbe. Um frontier digital too high a risk if you want that online classifier platform sort of investment. Uh, stick with REA uh, from Adam and, and Seek from Jumbe. Uh, a hold on the ANZ uh, Bank, but as both of them say, pretty boring. They're all under a lot of pressure. And a yes on the uh, ETF Gold. So uh, from today's call, we're adding Fortescue Zip and EFT uh, the Gold, G-O-L-D to the Call Portfolio and we're dropping out Ordinate. So, uh, Lou from Tribeca, good to see you. Thank you for that, have a great weekend. Adam uh, Dawes from Shaw, yep. good to see you Thank as you. well. All right, that's our show for today. Any stocks you'd like us to cover, flick us an email, the call at osbiz.com.au or tweet us using the at OsbizTV handle of course. We're on every weekday on the AusBiz channel at midday Australian Eastern Standard Time. And a reminder where to find all the stocks we have in the Calls portfolio, head to ausbiz.co forward slash portfolio. Our new viewers on Twitter and Facebook can watch us on the app or our website, ausbiz.com.au. Just before we head to a break here on AusBiz, If you're an investor looking for your next opportunity, stay watching for the Startup Daily Show every day from 2 to 3 p.m. when the team brings us the latest on startups looking for capital. Today we have the founder of Eggy, a new app that will help you sort out your life admin so that you have more time to enjoy your life. They're raising capital at the moment and it caters on at 2.40 right here on Ausbiz. At 3 p.m. today, We'll be speaking live to Suncorp Bank's Chief Executive Steve Johnston, fresh off their full year results. That should be a great conversation and that will happen here live on AusBiz at 3pm. Anyone who's anyone, we interview here on AusBiz when it comes to uh, corporate and markets here in Australia. Good to have your company, enjoy your weekend. Don't forget the call from midday on Monday. AusBiz returns straight after this.